I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Caged In podcast. This week we are going to be looking at Red Rock West. I always have to really make sure I enunciate Red Rock West because... I find it quite difficult to say uh yeah but um again this is one i know nothing about so i am looking forward to it like it could be a reason i know nothing about it because it could be shit but um yeah obviously knowing nothing about it leads me on to a rule that i have of this podcast for those of you who've not 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 listened before what are you doing if you haven't listened to this before there's been some amazing episodes and some amazing guests so far um yeah like look back to episode 11 with max cleworth of the new tusk when we discussed vampires kiss or i think it's episode 13 maybe with martin huckster we looked at wild at heart or episode 15 zanderley with james hunt from sort of ghostly podcast check that one out definitely there's been some really good ones so far, so yeah. What's what's your what's your reason for not checking it out, guys? Um, but yeah, going on to the rules. Um, for those yeah, as I said, for those of you who have never listened before, all those idiots. The rules are simple, and me knowing enough about the film is a good thing because I go in with no expectations. That's one of the rules: no expectations. And if I don't know anything about the film, I'm not going to know anything about the film. I'm not going to watch any trailers, I'm not going to look up any IMDb scores or anything like that. Scores, I'll leave to the end of the podcast where once I've made up my opinion, I will then put it against the scores I find online. Uh, if that happens to be IMDb scores, Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, famed critics like Roger Ebert, I will I'll discuss those, see if I'm close to those opinions or way 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 off the mark and the other rule i have is no distractions so whilst i record these episodes and whilst i watch the film i watch it in one sitting there's no breaks there's no toilet breaks or anything like that i make sure i've gone for a wee before if i have to i make sure i'm like i've got all my snacks and i'm hydrated all the way through so yeah so that's it, like, I don't know, look at my phone, I put on airplane mode, I ignore the door, everything, I just, bang, it's me, me and Cage locked eye to eye, um, but that's really it for the, for them rules, 
So, cool. As always, going to get my feet up, turn my phone off, and get raging with Cage. Feels like I've been awake for days, watching film starring Nicolas Cage. Could be shit or it could be fun, valley girl face off an army of one. Deadful Cornell, Lord of War, the Wicker Man, Trespass, and so many more. Know how it starts, I don't know how it ends. The first ten are solo, then it's me and some friends. No distractions, no expectations. Over the weeks, hear my frustrations. I guess the podcast is about to begin. I'm your host, Petra Plasilavis, and I'm caged in. Hello, guys. Well, I've now watched the film, and it's time to get down to what the fuck happened in it and um actually quite jovial because i enjoyed this film um i found it real fun the film again is red rock west i would recommend any of you yeah searching it out watching it it's great <laughs> it is great um so how does it start off it starts off with essentially what looked like a levi's advert you see these bare legs poking out of a car, and it's our main man, Nick Cage. And um, he's putting on a leg brace, and he's just kind of top... The next scene, he's topless, um, shaving under a windmill in the desert. And yeah, it's just, he's doing one-armed press-ups. He's got a crisp white T-shirt on, and in his suitcase in the boot of his car, he puts on a crisp white shirt and I don't know I think it was like the combination of the music it was very um uh westerny sounding but the, yeah it just kind of had all the visuals of kind of like a 90s Levi's ad campaign um and the reason he's doing this is because he's driving to a job interview um well he thinks he's got the job it's kind of working on a construction site with a load of guys and um he doesn't get it because he's got a dodgy leg. And his friend's like, why'd you tell him about the leg? Like, you could have got away with it. And he's like, ah, they would have found out eventually. There's no point me trying to fool them because that's not the kind of guy I am. He's kind of set up very early on that he's like a nice, honest guy just looking for a job. Um, and then we get the first, we get the first moment of... Um, I don't know what I'd call like classic cage is he kind of gets in the car and when he's driving away he kind of like lets out a yelp and punches the ceiling of the car just like, ah! and it's like you see that glint in his eyes like yes this is the cage we love and enjoy this like nowhere near as crazy as Eddie from last week's episode uh but you can't have Eddie all the time. You can't be running on a hundred. Sometimes you've got to simmer it down. Like I, I think this might be the first uh, film where he's kind of he's. There's no there's no aspect of him being like a bit of a dick. Really, he's the out and out good guy in this. Like um, yeah, like I don't know. In other films, he's kind of been the good guy, but. The situation he's in, he's he's not really obviously like raising Arizona. He is a um, he's a convict, and yeah, like Amos and Andrew again. Like I don't know, yeah, everything up until this point, he's kind of 
yeah, he's he's not been he's not been the best of guys, I would say, but um this one he definitely is. And it's like a big point of his character that he is a like upstanding citizen. Um it's like it gets it gets a bit cloudy at parts of this film, but it's good that it's established early on that he is an upstanding nice guy even like when tested um in the next scene he goes to a gas station honks the horn and he's asking is anybody there he's like looking about there's no one there he sees the money he's low on money he's obviously desperate for a job he sees the money in like a case behind the counter when he's like looking around for someone and you can see in that moment it's like shit like i could steal it and he doesn't again like further cementing the idea that he's a stand-up guy um he has a chance <laughs> he gets five dollars worth of gas as well from this um the guy eventually comes out it's five dollars like i'm not sure how much fuel that would like it must have been a really good price back in 1993 for gas like i don't drive myself but like all I hear is people going on about fuel prices, and I know Fiverr wouldn't get you very far. Um, so, yeah, and the guy kind of sets up the film for us in a way, because he says, like, oh, you're looking for work? What kind of work you look for? It's like, uh, like drilling work, like, kind of, yeah, like, oil rig kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, well, that's perfect. Um, if you head on over to Red Rock... That's where a lot of the drilling crews, like the hangar and the bar and stuff like that, get yourself over there. I'm sure you'll be able to find some work with those guys. So, what does our main man do? He heads on down to Red Rock to find that work. And he goes into the bar that the guy had told him about. Um, He gets himself a cup of coffee, speaks to the bartender. The bartender saw that his lumber plate was from texas this seems like it is like not a big deal but it is this guy thinks that he is someone else he thinks that he is lyle from dallas um and he tells lyle that he thinks is lyle is our main man slippery nick um that he has a job for him he thinks that it's simply like bar work or something like that no the owner of the bar was expecting this uh, lyle to come in and kill his wife uh he tells him the plan he says right that's it i've got i'll give you 10 grand for killing the wife i'll give you five up front then five after you've done it and he goes for it he's desperate he's down on his luck he thinks fuck it I'm going to take that 10 grand. That will get me going. That will get me moving on. Um, So he goes through the plan and he gets to work. He goes and spies on the wife who is uh, horse riding. He sees her go into a cabin with uh, a horse hand. I don't know what they're called. Like, yeah. A farm hand. uh, And he thinks that obviously that must be why. The husband wants her dead. She's playing away. Oh, little does he know there is a whole web of mystery and intrigue to come. Um, 
And then she arrives back at their home and Slippery Nick's waiting in the shadows. And uh, not a very good assassin, I'll tell you that. He uh, he tells the wife that Wayne, her husband, had given him money to kill her. She offers him double what he paid her to kill him instead. And like the clever businessman that he is, thinks, fuck it. I'll take this job as well. What's better than having one job? Having two jobs. He's got five grand up front. He's getting another five grand up front. He's made his ten. Um, so yeah, that he, you see, the next scene you see is him going to a gas station and going mad. He buys loads of stuff. He buys, um, yeah, fills the car right up this time. I don't think he's just going for $5 worth of gas. He's going for the whole tank. Uh, like, I think it works out. It's like his bill in like a petrol station. No, petrol station's pretty uh, expensive anyway, but comes to like $117 or something like that. And we've already established that the gas prices are pretty cheap. So the rest of it is spending on Twixes, Mars bars and... Twinkies, I think that's what Americans eat. Um, I'm sure any American listeners will let me know. Uh, films let us know that Twinkies is all you guys eat, apparently. Um, yeah, and then he writes a letter to the sheriff as if he's Wayne explaining the situation, saying, I want to kill my wife. I'm a bad man. And he mails it. And then he leaves Red Rock. And I thought, oh for a film called Red Rock West he's leaving Red Rock pretty soon where's the where's the source of the plot going to come from now is it just going to be a um, episodic film of Nick Cage driving town to town looking for work that, sound, that, that actually sounds like a brilliant idea um any any studio executives? I know I know you guys probably listen to this podcast. Get on it! Like I, I can I like that was that was just off the top of the dome right there. So, given time, some money, and um, some resources, who knows what script uh, script I could come up with? Like, come on, guys, let's 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 get the ball rolling on um, drifter. That's what we call it, job drifter. Or reality TV show, bang, another idea. Nicolas Cage doing mundane jobs. The guy's been acting what looks like the majority of his life, so let's get him working at Tesco's. Let's get him working at JC Penny again. That's for that's for any American listeners. Uh yeah, let's get him working at Target or the Walmart. Um let's get him working as a street sweeper or uh working in a gas station or um Let's get him doing menial jobs to uh, see what it's like. He's been living. He's been living in the clouds. Let's see. Let's get him back down to the ground. Right. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It went way off track there. Um. Let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. Um. There's a storm coming in the film. Like it's it's raging as he's leaving Red Rock and. Uh, There's a car, like, on the side of the road. And at the last moment, a guy bolts out from behind this car. And he fucking hits him with his car. And he's like, oh, fucking hell. It's the last thing you want. And then it's obviously 
There's only one place he can take him. Back to Red Rock. Um, takes him to A&E. ER. Uh, and then they say, you got to wait around. Please go wait around. Like, might need to ask you some questions. The police turn up because it turns out that the guy who was shot was the farmhand from earlier. So, fucking hell. Something's gone on. Something very, very dodgy. And, um, yeah, he's been shot twice in the stomach. And they're like, yeah, we need to have a word with you. Obviously, like, you're the only suspect at the moment because you brought him in. I thought if you would shoot someone, you would get away. Like, you would want to get away. But maybe that's maybe that was their thinking. He's a fucking genius. Nobody would suspect the guy that brought him into that ER. Um, and then the sheriff comes in. Who's the fucking sheriff? It's only Wayne. What? And um, the look on Cage's face is priceless when he realises, fuck, I've just sent a letter to the sheriff to say the sheriff wants his own wife killed. And Wayne knows instantly that his wife isn't dead. This man was on his way out of Red Rock. He's taken five grand of his cash. And he is not happy. Um, and he takes he takes Cage in his car and says, like, the, the, the deputies say to the sheriff, like, surely you can't take him. Like, he's, he's not a suspect, is he? Surely he brought the guy in. Like, the... The logical thinking I had. Like, yeah, they can't take him in. Of course he's going to fucking take him in. He's taking five grand of his cash. Um, He tries... He says to Wayne, like... I'm not the guy you think I am. Please just let me go. Like, I'll give you the money back. It's in the glove box of my car. It's it's just... All a mistake. Um, At this point... Wayne just drives off the road... And then gives Michael Cage the keys to the handcuffs. Um, I thought he was going to let him go. But then it turns into a fight. And uh, Wayne chases Michael through the woods. And there's a shootout. Um, And then he rolls down a hill. Which seems comically long. A A good like, I don't know, 30 seconds of film time. Lands in the middle of the road. And in the nick of time, a car stops literally with his face touching the bumper. And in this car, driving, is the one, the only crazy motherfucker, Dennis Hopper. Um, he, he offers him a lift. He says, the only thing I could do, considering I nearly killed you, it's a good job that I got my, got my brake sorted today. Otherwise, you would be flat as a pancake um he's kind of like a bit dubious about obviously going back to red rock he's like just 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 take me to my car like and i'll I'll be gone um 
they talk about how they were both in the army, kind of bond over that. And um, it turns out that Michael was in a, like, was one of the few survivors in a horrific ordeal in uh, Lebanon, I think it is. Can't really remember. Um, And he says to him, let me take you for a drink. It's the only thing, it's like the least I can do. Like, Like, yeah, Dennis Hopper is like... Um, just let me, yeah, let's, let's just go for a drink, and, have a chat, let's have a chat about being army bros, and stuff like that, um, and then it turns out that Dennis Hopper's name, like he says, oh, my name's Lyle, and then it's like, fuck, you realise, because they're at the bar, and he says to the, he says to the barman that's there at the moment, oh, is Wayne about, I need to speak to him. And then he's like, yeah, well, he's out at the moment, but I'm sure I can give him a call. At this moment, Michael's like, fuck it, I'm I'm out of here. Goes to the toilet, slips out the, slips out the window. Smart move. And then hides on the roof of the bar. Um, Wayne then turns up, and they're looking for Michael. He's informed Lyle, of what's gone on now, Lyle's after him, um, and then it, <laughs> to get away from them, he does an ingenious thing. So there's a plank of wood on top of the bar, and then there is a truck driver who has stopped. Real tense, real tense. Picture it. So you've got the plank of wood. You've got the trucker finishing up the conversation with his friend. Time is of the essence. You've got Michael tightrope walking across this beam trying to get there before the truck driver pulls away before he's seen there's a brilliant shot of Wayne in the foreground and then in the background you can just see him tiptoeing across this beam from the top of the bar to the truck and yeah like this stuff like that it's just like real tense moments like I don't know that made me really enjoy this film the fact that like there's this whole like just thinking of that scenario of like thinking I've I got away with this I've, t- I've told the sheriff and it's like your stomach dropping when you realize fuck I don't like I personally have this um like one of my worst nightmares like I think it's um is having no one to turn to it's like everyone's in on it, it kind of I, I always use the example of um Rosemary's baby like when she's trying to get away from this weird devil cult and like it seems like even she goes to the doctors, anyone she turns to, they seem to be a part of it. And it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, what do I do? Um, Back to the film. Sorry, I keep, I keep going off on one today, guys. Um, It's going to make for a fun podcast, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> get a bit more of the insights of the inside of my crazy mind. Um, There's only one person to blame for that, and that's Nicolas Cage, because... No, actually, the only person to blame for that is me because I put myself through the ringer on this one. But it's all in the name of entertainment, innit? Um, He ends up on the roof of the car just in the nick of time. Um, Pushes the the beam back onto the roof. Uh, And then um, he's driving like... The truck is driving down the freeway with Michael on the top of his truck and it's brilliant um 
he just puts his he like gets onto the top of the cab and then just knocks on the window and the uh the trucker's like stops and like what the fuck are you doing man i like i will shoot you in the face he comes up with this bullshit like i had to get away from my wife and he's like i need a i need a lift uh to like wherever you can drop me because i need to get away she's crazy and he's like oh why do you need to go to i can't remember where he's like asking to drop him but he's like oh yeah you're gonna see another woman of course of course i'll give you a lift because he's a scumbag (laughs) um so yeah he drops him at wayne's wife's house and he then slips in in the cover of darkness again. He likes creeping into this lady's house for some reason. Um, and he explains to her how Lyle has turned up and that the ranch hand has been killed. And she's like, oh shit, things getting fucking dark. And uh, Lyle then turns up. He's come to collect his money and he's come to obviously he doesn't know that michael's there but he says to her like he michael says to her hide out on the balcony i'll sort out lyle don't worry um he lures him into the lures him lures him into the bathroom with the running of the bath like yeah the running of the tap and then smacks him over the head with an ornament which um is a great scene (laughs) uh and then um he sabotages Lyle's car, which, like, a lot of people don't do in films. Like, I thought this was, like, it's probably what you would really do to make sure someone doesn't come after you. Uh, and then they head out of town, and you think, thank goodness for that, we're out of Red Rock. Or are they? Then we get this little scene of the two deputies finding the money in the glove box of michael's car because they've impounded the car yeah that's a that's a little detail they took the car he took uh, the sheriff took michael and obviously they're starting to think oh maybe maybe this has got something to do with it um and then we cut back to michael and wayne's wife who is played by i totally forgot to mention it's played by lara finn flynn boyle who um is another alumni of Twin Peaks. Uh, obviously, a lot of the cast members of that featured in Wild at Heart, which was discussed on episode 13 uh, or 14. Um, maybe 14. Uh, yeah, it was discussed on one of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Or 12. I'm not sure. Yeah, but it was one of the episodes uh, a bit bit far back uh but yeah this is another another one and obviously dennis hopper himself has a link to lynch like there is moments in this film that kind of remind like had lynchian aspects to me not in like the craziness of it but just kind of the the idea itself that small towns are not what they seem which is a recurrent theme throughout a lot of lynch's work obviously very much so in Twin Peaks and the subsequent film Fire Walk With Me as well as the Twin Peaks Return, the new season uh, which may add that episode 8 is 
fucking outstanding and also one of the most surreal crazy episodes of tv i've ever seen and um as i'm recording this i'm actually i haven't watched episode nine yet but (laughs) i'm waiting for that like see if it carries on with that craziness or goes back and not not gonna there's gonna be no spoilers for twin peaks on this don't worry guys um I should probably add as well that uh, Emma, my girlfriend, who featured on episode 16, um, The Honeymoon in Vegas episode, (laughs) that episode is actually the first episode of Twin Peaks she'd ever watched. So, oh God. Um, For those who've seen it, will get that because it is... It is like I I found myself saying to her, "It is nothing like this. This isn't the show. Like, please don't think I'm crazy." Um, even I was like, "I don't know what the fuck is going on." Um, it hadn't since been like kind of given it time to digest. Like, I'm glad we got. I'm glad it was Fourth of July that we got that week off because, yeah, there's a lot of processing time for that episode. Um, but yeah, as I was saying about Lynch and his exploration of small towns not being what they are or they or they seem to be obviously it's also featured in um blue velvet very heavily which links us back around to dennis hopper and um yeah lara finn boyle um in twin peaks uh there's a moment in this film as well that really reminded me of uh blue velvet and um i'll 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 flag it up when we get there uh but they're they they're at a gas station and the wife says like let's let's go to a bar and he's like come on like i thought we i thought we're getting out of here like we are literally on the outskirts of town like let's fucking vamos and she says what's one drink and it's like for me it's like famous last words like it's it was the same <laughs> it's just one of those things it's like ah, oh, come on. you know you know like it's just sort of something bad is gonna happen um and they they go to the bar and they talk about why wayne wants her dead and she explains this story of how her parents left her loads of money and he he knows that if she dies he gets it all because he is her next of kin and um yeah like part of me like part of me was thinking i'm i'm not i'm not buying this lady are you telling us the truth um and then we get lyle is asked by wayne like can you hunt them both down he's like i didn't fucking i've just been i've just been knocked out for a couple of hours like we're gonna have to you know the money is definitely the danger money we're gonna have to do some danger money for this and obviously there's two people you want me to kill now not just the one like this is fucking bullshit that's what this is wayne what type of what type of assassin do you think i am uh He's like, yeah, we're going to need more money and probably going to have to start the search in the morning. Like, I might have been knocked out, but I'm going to have to get some proper shut eye. I'm going to have to formulate a plan. I've got some crayons in my bag. I've got some paper. I'm going to roll it out. I'm going to do a Kevin McAllister style 
plan of action, figure out the places they could have been, start sniffing the ground like a Native American, start going, all oh, right, sniffing around, yeah, having a look, thinking, yeah, they um, start doing some real CSI, like, without a trace shit, so, oh, see if they left at this time, the furthest radius they could have got, and then... Really start working on it. Uh, that's what I thought he would have been doing. I don't know what he did. He probably just went back to motel room, drank a load of booze straight out of the bottle. Um, and then we go back to Michael and the wife, and they are pissed up. Uh, one drink turned into several by the looks of it. And she has another great idea that they check into the comfort inn. Um, And they, that's it. Like, I just found it weird because they, like, the way they're talking to each other by now is like they've known each other for years and they end up having sex. And I'm not sure if you saw Nicolas Cage's dick. Um, I've got my laptop, I've got uh, my iPad here and I'm just going to quickly search... It's probably up. Red Rock West Nick Dick Cage. I've actually just. um, This probably isn't the. The best! Yeah, like. I think you definitely see his penis in this film. It is a. Very small shot, um, a bad choice. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a very small shot, but you definitely see his dick. I didn't think it was warranted. It's, um, probably more so you'd expect to see that in Zandali, like, say, a bit more erotic. But, yeah, they they chucked in a bit of, um, bit of a dick shot in this. Uh, which, like, for the way of equality, guys, being a feminist, like, and yeah, I'm into I'm into equal parts of both people. Like there's too many tits in a lot of films, especially in the early nineties, so it's good to see that they're getting some schlong out. Okay guys. Um but yeah, that's um sorry. I'm going off on a tangent about Nick Cage's dick. Um not gonna not gonna describe it. I'm I'm sure if um you have a look online. You can find a picture of Nicolas Cage's dick. If you want to from this film. Uh, I would put it on social media. But it'll probably get removed. And people will think I'm pretty weird and creepy. And I would totally understand. Um, but I might have just decided what the cover art for this is going to be. So that's fun. Um <laughs> So yeah, the they kind of wake up like not in the morning. Like maybe it's maybe it's after after sex. Uh, but like she's saying, yeah, let's 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 move to Mexico, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let's let, let's do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll move to um, we'll 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 we'll, we'll do that definitely. Um. And then, literally, it cuts, and it's the next morning, 
and she mentions Mexico and he just seems confused. So I reckon that was definitely like that kind of like after sex, probably a man will say anything. You could say like, oh yeah, you're going to buy, you're going to buy me a house. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I could just go to sleep now. Cause oh, I'm a dickhead. Um, and, um, her, like she has like she's just full of great plans this is like one of the things that makes me think that maybe she isn't telling us everything is her plan is to go back to red rock to get money so they can go to mexico she knows that wayne has some money in his office um so they break into his office they fumble about. She can't get into the safe, and it's real tense because, like, you know that. Obviously, you don't know because I haven't told you. But there was a plan that Lyle and Wayne would meet in Wayne's office at nine a.m. They obviously don't know about that. So, but as the audience, we know, and we're like, Ugh. I'm pretty sure, like, the clock on the wall is very close to nine. It's like, fuck, what's gonna happen? Are they going to get away with it? Are they gonna get out in? time um and they get the money and then wayne like it's coming like they hear the doors going like fuck it's wayne so what do they do they hide in the closet good move uh but they had left like some papers hanging out of under the rug so wayne's suspicious he but like Literally moments after he discussed, like seconds after, his deputies come in and they're like, we found something that is of interest. You're like, oh fuck, maybe they're talking about the money in the glove box. Oh no, there's a whole load of crazy shit about to be unloaded upon us. It turns out that Wayne and his wife are not called Wayne and his wife, sorry, I forgot to write down her name seemed like a fucking sexist dickhead don't i it probably is in my notes but probably a little later on i do apologize um lara flynn boyle turns out that that, that's not her name because she's playing a character um but it turns out that they were on the fbi wanted list and they are there to arrest him it's not the money from her parents they're after. The money they are they are after is money that they had robbed from... I can't remember what it was. It was like a quarry or something crazy like that. But they robbed millions and those two are on the run. They've changed their name. They're hiding out in this sleepy town. By the looks of it, they have been there for a few years and taken these new identities kind of got into positions of power and yeah really made it look like they're the people you would never suspect (laughs) and then uh they come out of the closet because wayne's gone and she's like oh yeah yeah we'll like we'll still go to mexico (laughs) to which nicholas cage replies and his rage is definitely definitely justified he obviously took this woman's word and he's like i just kept thinking this guy just wanted a fucking job like what a fucking terrible tuesday do you know what i mean like 
He wanted to just get on with his life. He wanted to, like, at every possible opportunity, he has just tried to get out. And he's just—it's the classic, like, he's a godfather. They try to, like, I try to get out, and they pull me back in. Um, yeah, that's that's what, like, just feel sorry for the guy. Like, he's fucking pissed because she's not who she says he is. She says she is like. I think like nobody is who they say they are. Like he's just stuck here in this mad town full of fucking. It's like they're crazier than a box of frogs. Um, and then who's gonna turn up? Our main man Lyle. Um, and then yeah, he takes them hostage. Uh, he knocks he knocks Michael out. He has them both tied up. And then he wants, he, he, yeah, he sees the note that they are from, they are on the FBI wanted list, that they have all this money, and he's like, right, that's it. I'm going to get Wayne, I'm going to, like, we're going to set this all right. I'm going to get my money, I'm going to get your money, I'm going to get all the fucking money, because you're all, like, he wants them. Michael wants to get out. They like she wants to get her money. Wayne wants her dead. It's a real fucking web of deceit and treachery, and it's fucking great. Watch this film, guys. Red Rock West. I can't say it enough. Red Rock West. Bloody watch it. Like uh, I'm sure you could probably find it on YouTube. You could stream it online. Like buy it on DVD if you can, because that's great. Support, support DVD, support films, support Blu-rays, even support iTunes. Um, and they're like, "How the fuck are we gonna get Wayne out of jail?" Oh, don't worry about it. Lyle's an unhinged man. Um, he's essentially like this. Could have been a sequel to blue velvet because he's very similar to the character of frank he plays in that i know dennis hopper is kind of famed for playing unhinged characters and um i forgot to mention as i said i would uh the moment inside of the uh wardrobe or like the closet at wayne's office very much reminded me of blue velvet because of the uh the yeah that 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 peering through slats in a in a closet is very reminiscent of Carl McLaughlin's character in Blue Velvet and um I don't know I don't know if it was a conscious choice by this director to kind of bring up that imagery like and obviously like it maybe maybe subconsciously or what because obviously Dennis Hopper's in it. it like I don't know for someone like me like obviously I'm looking at these films you know, with an analytical eye so I don't know I'm gonna pick up on this this weird little details um his plan is to burn down the old duncan house as a distraction and he gets all the cops out they um they're out of the station they're going to sort that out they're calling in reinforcements kind of like kind of like a neighborhood watch kind of step in program a um when times are tough we're calling you up like a like a reserves, like a TA, like a police TA. Uh, and Lyle goes in, shoots one of the policemen, the guy who's working the radio, 
makes a deal with Wayne for his freedom for half the money. I think it's something like nine million dollars, and he's like, "I, I'm the only person who knows where the money is, and I will take you." Um, in this time, uh, Michael has managed to get rid of his restraints and is trying to like get. Lara Flynn Boyle out of the car as well and to no avail because as they are trying to as he's trying to like untire Lyle walks out with Wayne's like what the fuck are you doing get back in the car you're driving uh so we got Slippery Nick behind the wheel we got Lyle riding shotgun we got Wayne in the back with his wife we got a car of rage hate and double crossing um and then there's like a weird a really weird scene of just michael kind of like losing his shit and he's racing a train and like it's just this crazy energy from dennis hopper's character this is kind of like i don't know he's a very visceral actor and it's like He's like, he's egging him on. He's like, just kind of like, do it, kind of thing. Um, And they're going to where the money is buried. Uh, And then, yeah, Lyle has this real freak out. And he's like saying, Mike, you think you're better than me? And then he shoots out of the window, like right next to his head. And it's just fucking like... I don't know, he's 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 in the car just swigging down like whiskey out of the bottle, like Evidently you probably would be pissed off if you'd gone for a job like I don't know I don't know who's in the right here, like obviously he's no, he's a fucking psychopath, what do I mean? Like why am I quite like funny question my own fucking morals here? Sorry guys, it's real hot. Um I'm losing my mind. Fuck. Um so yeah he has the freak out and then um and then the cops are then looking for them they head out and um it's getting dark by now and they end up at a graveyard and oh 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 boy it gets fucking crazy here there's double there's triple crossing it's 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 crazy like um wayne says you you're not getting like i'm not opening like they dig up a grave and there's a box inside that obviously has the money and he says i'm not doing it until i'm untied to lyle and then he's like i'm not doing it until you put down like yeah he's like lyle put down your gun like, I'm not doing it. I want to be untied. I want you to put down your gun. Because how do I know as soon as I open this box, you're not going to shoot me? And he's like, cool. I agree to it. Let's do it. I'll put down the gun. Um, Wayne opens the box. Who the fuck fought it? He put a gun in there with the money. So now we have Lyle's gunless. Wayne's in control. The power has shifted. All this time. All, all, all bearing in mind you have. Michael and the wife just waiting on the sidelines. Um, Lyle, then, like, he's then like, give me the fucking keys to the car. I'm getting out of it. I'm getting out of here. Um, 
And then Lyle throws him the keys, but a bit too short, and Wayne fucking loses it. He's like, and then <laughs> this is amazing. Slips out of his like fucking like a like a card trick, like up his sleeve. Lyle pulls out a knife, throws a knife in Wayne's fucking throat, has him down on the ground. He's then then Mike tackles Lyle. <sighs> The wife tries to get the money and the gun from Wayne. Like, Michael and Lyle are fighting for ages, like, tumbling all over the graveyard and ends up getting, like, Lyle ends up getting stabbed on a sword from a tombstone. It's like, you can't fucking write this shit. Obviously, you can. Someone dead in 1993 and released the fucking film, but... You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's like, why? I, I just don't get it. It looked like an old grave, graveyard. Like, I don't know if it was made of stone or metal. I think it's metal. He has a metal sword. He gets stabbed on that. And, um, like, Mike Mike comes walking out. Like, oh, fucking hell. We've done it. Like, um, the, the yeah, the wife's got the gun. She's got the money. And it looks like, for a second, like, fuck. Not only have we got the triple, we've got the double cross. We've had the triple cross. Like, yeah. She's now, looks like she's going to shoot Mike. And then, it's that classic, back from the dead. Lyle's behind him, shoots low. It's like, fucking phew. Maybe she's a good guy after all. Um, Then it's time for them to make their escape. Wayne's there laying on the floor. He's, bleeding out Lyle's bleeding out the police are on their way they've been called by the graveyard superintendent the superintendent what do they call him like the the caretaker he's called the police because he's heard commotion he's heard gunshots um Michael and the wife run for the train they like he gets on first and he's like come on come on Give me the bag of money. She's like, no, I'm not I'm not going to give you the bag of money. You're just not going to help me on. She eventually throws the like bag onto the train. A gun comes out. He gets her onto the train. He notices the gun. The screen goes black as like, they go through a tunnel. She's now got the gun on him. He, like, they have, like, a talk. She's, like, kind of confesses her plan as always happens in films she says like turns out she killed the ranch hand she wants the money for herself all the way through she's been as rotten as bad as lyle as wayne poor michael is just caught in the middle of all this fucking shit and he's like it's all about the money with you and she goes to shoot him and it turns out there was no bullets left in the gun um mike then just picks up the bag of money pours it all out and then pushes her out of the train um which i think is pretty fucking moody but funny at the same time and um really does this just as the police caught up the train um looks like she gets she's about to get arrested um he looks like he's gonna get away on that cargo bay of the train looking happy with himself and in all that commotion he had managed to tuck like a wad of the cash on the side of the train and it's all turned out hunky-dory for our main man Mike and that's what I would call a happy ending um 
yeah so it's a sad like i really enjoyed this film um yeah uh i don't know like it's actually been a <clears throat> yeah it's actually been a week since i watched this film um so i went kind of heavily off my notes but a lot of stuff was coming back to me as i was reading them um I recorded like I record. I, I went to record this episode, and um, yeah, just kind of um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but kind of had like a little minor freak out, like kind of thing, and uh, yeah, like wasn't didn't have like uh, health wise wasn't feeling the best, so I uh, so I just abandoned it. That's why there wasn't an episode last week. And, um, massively apologise for that, uh, but thanks for coming back this week and checking this episode out because it was a real fun one this is a real fun film and i can't stress enough that people should check it out but we've had enough of me talking well not me talking but what my opinions are of this film uh it's time to have a little look at what the internet says about this film so right now we have Three scores, and those scores will be coming from the lovely people at IMDb. Those equally lovely people at Rotten Tomatoes, and that lovely, lovely man, God rest his soul, Roger, Rog, as I call him, Ebert. Um, and respectively, the scores go as this. So, in one from IMDb. This film has a 7 out of 10. And by my book, that's a good score. This is a, a good bloody movie. Um, the equally lovely folks over at Rotten Tomatoes scored this film 95%. That's 5% off 100%, guys. Not many films have 100%. Like, um, I'm glad that this film is received as well as I received it. Like, the, I, I think this film is a hidden gem. Like, it's kind of... Um, I don't know, like... If you kind of like... I don't know what films to liken it to. The only film that's in my mind... Is, I know it's not a good film. It's Reindeer Games. But that kind of thing, that kind of like... <clears throat> I feel like I've kind of ruined it for you, but like it's still really fun. I think even if you like, even if you know the twists are coming, like, but fucking check it out. It's, it's really good. Um, and Roger Ebert, obviously esteemed late like film film critic Roger Ebert, um, gave this one three point five out of four. Uh, yeah, three point five out of four. So again. Across the board, very good scores, and like, um, it's good to see that I'm, I'm, uh, I am, yeah, in, in keeping with what is, what is said about this film. Like, obviously, like, I don't know, it's sometimes fun that, like, my opinions to these, to like, what is on the internet is completely different. It's funny when I enjoy some absolute shit. It is for me anyway, like Deadfall. I I enjoyed that thoroughly, but probably for all the wrong reasons, or for me, all the right reasons. Um, <clears throat> but this, yeah, it's good to see that this is was well received and like 
a lot of people when I said I was doing this episode for Red Rock Wrestler, like never heard of that film, and definitely reckon. Yeah, I keep saying, go check this film out. Um, hopefully, hopefully, me talking about these films and like, hopefully, like my passion for these films when I do enjoy them all, my disdain comes across. Uh, I don't know if I sound a bit too monotone or anything like that. Feel free to let me know. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Caged In Pod. Email Caged In Pod at gmail dot com. Little plug there um, for the for the social media and email. But um, no, obviously, yeah. Feel free, like, but hopefully that passion and disdain comes across and makes you guys either want to watch these films because I've enjoyed them or. Makes you want to watch these films because, like, <laughs> a lot of these films for the sheer like laugh factor. Obviously, there's that. There's a lot of people into films that are so bad it's good, and like a lot of these are. And I've so far I found some real fucking gems. So yeah, I like. Let me know, please, please, please. Let me know if you watch any of these films, and this one is definitely up there as one you should. Definitely, definitely check the fuck out. Um, that's uh, one to cross off the list. Red Rock West done. Uh, and next week, if everything goes to plan, and it should do, will be Guarding Tess, released in 1994, and is another one for you lucky guys that I know nothing about. I don't have a guest lined up for this one, but if I happen to, in the time being, I'll let you guys know, and the best place to keep up to date with all that is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You guys got it right. Um, And I'll repeat again, is at CagedInPod, so at then C-A-G-E-D-I-N-P-O-D. It's as simple as that. Um... Yeah, I post a lot of um, post a lot of stupid shit and funny stuff and whatever. Like anything, anything I see that's cage related, I'm always sharing it on. I'm always retweeting it and stuff like that. And um, yeah, if you guys want to like shout me out, like uh, not shout me out, but like kind of chat to me through that, or, like I'll literally I'll send me a message, send me a comment. I'll write back. Like you might think I'm a fucking idiot and. I don't know, I might seem like, oh yeah, check out this episode if you like that film. I don't know, I just try like, yeah, one of the best things that people can do as well, please, like, as I, I don't think I've said it on a couple of episodes, but like, please rate, review and subscribe on iTunes as well, or listen to this on like, whatever, you can subscribe on Acast, and you can follow on Stitcher or whatever like that, Um, but one of the best things you guys can do to support the podcast is just, just tell someone you know, tell someone you know who's into films, or especially the films of Nicolas Cage, or just, um, I don't know. Yeah, if you feel that I like this is entertaining in any way, just tell one person, and if that person tells one person, before you know it, there'll be a whole heap of people, like, sat at home laughing, like, not necessarily with me, but at me, because, like, this is not an original idea, there's obviously a lot of podcasts that um, do this same thing, but, um, I don't know, I like to feel like I have everyone all of us who are doing it like have our own unique perspective on these films and that's what's amazing about film criticism anyway and what's amazing about podcasting is that 
You could do a podcast on the same thing. And everyone will have unique voices and opinions on stuff. So, like, I don't know. Some people could easily, like, poo-poo the idea. Like, my idea of this is to look at myself as well as these films. See how I am mentally taking this, like, and diving as much as I can into the culture of this actor. Like, try and find out as much as I can about... I don't know, almost what, like, what it is like to be a fan of someone. It's like, I've joined, yeah, as I said before, I've joined subreddit groups, joined One True God, which is, like, kind of, like, the mecca for Nicolas Cage fans. I follow countless pages on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, just dedicated to Nicolas Cage, which is fucking great. And uh, it's something I wouldn't do. I'm sure when it comes to the next actor I do for season two, I will dive headfirst into what they do. And obviously, I'm trying to see if this makes me stupid or if this kind of, I don't know, maybe chatting down the mic for hours upon hours. Uh, I'm going to develop some skills in being able to communicate my ideas uh, a lot more fluently and concise uh, even though I'm, i've been rambling on for over an hour so maybe that's not right maybe i don't know if i got these down to like a 20 minute episode people would love that and more people would listen subscribers would go through the roof but i don't know i kind of i love that podcasts are long form and that i can yeah i appreciate everyone who listens as well um i don't know i feel like uh that's a good place to leave it uh so yeah as always I've been Petrus Patsilvus. I've been caged in. You've been rad. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, a Drooptown Limery, Maine, 
franchise, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.